The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. The psalmist said, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Now, always takes in a lot of territory, doesn't it? Always be on my lips. Good times, bad times. His praise will always be on my lips. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Lord God, you have spoken great and marvelous words. They are recorded in your book for my salvation and spiritual growth. Bless your holy word to my heart today. In Jesus' name, name. amen. 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 You may be seated. Mary's Christmas song. It's that time of the year, a wonderful time of the year, to think of the coming of Jesus and to rejoice because he has come. He is with us to bless us. A question, and it's almost almost a ridiculous question. It's, It's superfluous. The question is this. When is the right time to praise the Lord? This past Wednesday evening, we had the Reverend James Ellis, associate pastor of the United Methodist Church in Shepherdtown, uh, West Virginia. His sermon title answers this question. His sermon title last Wednesday, Thanksgiving Always and Everywhere. Say that, Thanksgiving Always always. and Everywhere. Now, we just read a moment ago the song that Mary sang when she knew that she was pregnant with Jesus. This girl, Mary, with all of the misunderstanding and the confusion and and the questions, yet she could praise the Lord in those dire circumstances. Now, this we must keep in mind. She may not have reached her 15th birthday at the time the angel Gabriel appeared to her. In the culture of that day, it was very normal uh, for a girl about 14 or 15 to be married. The, The men usually were several years older. So Mary, we would assume that she, maybe she was 15 years old. Now think of this. You know some girls who are 15 years old, don't you? Just adolescents. But the spiritual maturity and depth that this girl had, why, it's it's beyond comprehension. It's incomprehensible, the, the situation. And I want you to listen to her song. Focus all your attention on her words and consider her circumstances. And as you consider her circumstances, consider your own circumstances and how you can praise the Lord even in those circumstances. Just a girl, 15 years old. The psalmist said, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Now, always takes in a lot of territory, doesn't it? 
always be on my lips. Good times, bad times, his praise will always be on my lips. Now, here's how she starts her prayer. And Mary, or her prayer song. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now, here is a 15-year-old adolescent using words like that. And on she goes into this beautiful psalm of praise to God. Now, this is what happened. If we go back a little prior to this event, I moved ahead just a little bit too fast, but now let's go all the way back. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary. The fullness of time has come. The Savior who had been promised for thousands of years now is going to come into the world, and God is going to use an adolescent, just a kid, a young girl, to bring Jesus to earth, into our world. He appears to Mary, and he said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I know that maybe she must have felt after she heard, maybe you ought to go highly favor somebody else. <laughs> this, this was some introduction to the plan of God for this young girl. And the scripture said that he explains to her what God is going to do. And Mary's response, if we continue on in chapter 1 of Luke, I'm going to use the very biblical words that that speaks of her emotional reaction to that situation. And we all have emotions, and we all react to various situations that come into our lives, particularly those difficult situations. Mary's response, here are the biblical words. She was greatly troubled. She wondered. She was afraid. And then she asked this question in Luke 1.34. She said, how is this going to be? I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. Well, this is what the angel said. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you, overshadow you and that that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. Now, I don't know whether that satisfied her question or not. I don't know. Now, we have advanced 2,000 years scientifically and medical science, but we still have no answer or no more insight now to a virgin birth experience than she had when she asked that question. But she accepted the word of God. And that's the secret. Accepting the word of God. When God says all things work together for good, if we could just accept that, believe that, rejoice in that word alone, even though we don't have any understanding, we're afraid, we're mixed up, we're troubled, we have questions, yet we have the Word of God. And if the Word of God has us, then indeed something good is going to happen. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. That's the truth. Now, those of us who are in a difficult situation, we're experiencing some trouble. And I know in a congregation this size, there has to be many people going through some, some deep experiences, troubling experience, then listen with your heart and let the word of God come to you today, even as it came to Mary. And if you don't understand where you are and what you're going through, that's okay. Just believe that God is with you, that you're with God, and something good is going to come out of it. And it's all going to work out to the betterment. Mary's response when she didn't understand, when she had all of these questions, 
listen, dear friend, listen to what this 15-year-old girl said. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Oh, now that's, that's remarkable for a teenager, isn't it? For an adult. That's remarkable for anybody at any age. She said, I am your servant. Be it unto me even as you have said. So first, she hears the word. Secondly, she submits to the word. And thirdly, her soul burst forth in holy praise to the Lord who gave her the word. Praise the Lord, dear friends. Worship God. This is what she said after she submitted. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, and my spirit, my soul glorifies the Lord. Now, when she said soul, that doesn't mean that something inside her, that invisible part. Yes, it meant that, but it also meant her entire physical being. You heard the, the question, someone said, well, how many people showed up at that meeting? You said, not a soul showed up. You weren't talking about invisible spirits, were you? You were talking about people that you could see. When she said, my soul magnifies the Lord, that her inner self, her outer self, the totality of her being magnified the Lord. And she said, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The spirit is the mind. That's your will, your ability to rationalize your ability to perceive your ability to make decisions and she said I have perceived the word of God even though I don't understand it I'm going to perceive it I'm going to take it in I'm going to let it take me in and she said my will is to glorify the Lord even in these circumstances even in these circumstances I'm going to rejoice in God my Savior the psalmist says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on, say it with me. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Come on. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Now, I want you to think of your circumstances, and in those circumstances that you're in that are troubling you, be able to say, praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. I worship you. I'm your servant, and give God praise. Now, not only was she having some trouble understanding it, but Joseph had some trouble also understanding it because the angel hadn't appeared to him yet and told him anything. Joseph was terribly concerned, mixed up, confused. When Mary came off that mountain after visiting her cousin Elizabeth and she came home and she said, I'm pregnant, I imagine he thought, who did you see on the mountain? What happened while you were away for three months? You expect me to swallow that story? Can you only imagine what went through his mind? Come on, fellas. <laughs> okay. Now, <clears throat> Joseph and Mary were in all legal considerations, married. They were betrothed. In that day, in that society, husbands and wives, or, or fellows and girls, when they came together, they would go through the marriage ceremony and be legally united, legally married, and then she would go back to her parents' home, he would go back to his parents' home, and then in a week or two weeks or a month or so, he would come and get her. There was no, no ceremony when the time came for him to go get her. Now, I know that may sound strange. It is strange. It's not our custom, but that was their custom. 
Mary and Joseph already had the wedding ceremony. They stood before their parents, the priest, uh, the community, and uh, Joseph, will you have this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? I do. Mary, will you have this man, Joseph, to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do. They united together in holy matrimony. Mary belonged to Joseph and Joseph belonged to Mary. They were fully man and wife, although they had never had, a, had intimacy and it would be maybe days or a week or two before he would come. But a date was set, the community knew about it, and then the time would come for him to take her to be his wife. Now the scripture said, Joseph was a righteous man, meaning he had right standing with God. You can't imagine that God would choose somebody to be the daddy of Jesus who was not a righteous man. He was a holy man. He was a righteous man. He had a right relationship with God. And with all of that, he still didn't understand. Who could understand without the visitation of the word of God to his own soul? And as he considered, I could imagine the, the hours in silence as he tried to rack his brain what has happened here? What shall I do? I'm married to Mary. It is legal. It even said that they were considering, or Joseph was considering, a divorce. It was a legal wedding ceremony. They were husband and wife, although they hadn't come together yet. And so he considers a divorce. And the scripture says he considered and he thought about putting her away Privately. Now, he had complete control in that society over his wife. Not her parents no longer. She belonged to Joseph, and the men in that society dictated the terms uh, in the home. Uh, wives were in complete subjection. So Joseph thought, being a righteous man, he would put her away. Now, just, just think of those words. He would put her away. He didn't know what to do. He would put her away. This poor young girl, destitute, alone, no power over her own being, her own living. It was all now up to Joseph. He would put her away. And if he did that, she would be disgraced the rest of her life. She would be shamed. She would live alone. No man would touch that woman. He had to do that. He had a choice. He either did that or publicly she may be stoned to death. That's how they had treated people in that day who had sex relationship outside of marriage. Sex was an important, holy, sacred thing. It wasn't just a, a, a thrill to relieve tension or to somehow express love or not love, express lust. No, sex was holy. And so he would put her away and, and hope that she would be okay because the scripture says he loved Mary. But listen to Mary. With all of that on her mind, this 15-year-old girl says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. How could she rejoice when she may be stoned to death when she's going to be put away, how could she do that? She knew God. She had the word of God. 
She had the word of God. Oh, my dear friends, if there's anything I would wish for you and me is that you and I would love the word of God, that we would read the word of God, that we would believe the word of God, that the word of God would dictate the terms of our life, then we would be able to rejoice in the Lord. Mary's soul knew nothing better, nothing more, nothing greater but to direct her soul. Now, listen to what happened. Again, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. It's a prayer that's coming from the deep of her. Now, friend, whatever happens, whatever happened to Mary, it just didn't happen overnight. This pregnancy went on approximately nine months. There were days and weeks working with Joseph and the angel of God coming. So when you say today, before you leave, I'm going to just praise the Lord, I praise the Lord, and then when you get home, you think everything has worked out, a magic wand. <laughs> no, no, no. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Wait upon God. Put it in God's hands. Mary put it in God's hands. She would just rejoice and praise the Lord. You're going to have to take care of Joseph. Some of you wives are going to have to say, you're going to have to take care of my husband. Some of your husbands are going to have to say, you're going to have to convince my wife. You're going to have to take care of her. My land. <laughs> have we sunk been, been overcome by Turkey? <laughs> but God has the situation in hand if you put it in his hands. But he can't do anything until you give it over to him. And when Mary gave it over to God, she began rejoicing. And this is what she said. For God has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Even before the great things had been accomplished and she had experienced and seen the outcome, she began to praise the Lord. I, I was going to try to sing it, but I, I don't know it. I only know a little bit of the words what do you do when you've done all you can? And it seems like it's never enough. What do you say when your friends turn away and you're all alone? Well, you just stand. When there's nothing left to do, you just stand. Watch the Lord see you through. Don't stop in the middle of the Red Sea. <laughs> Keep going. God has made a path. His path is his promise. Believe it and keep walking with your focus on the promise of the Lord. Keep going. Job said, God my maker who gives songs in the night. When the nighttime comes, and it comes to some of us more frequently than to others perhaps. Life casts a shadow over your living. But just keep living. Keep praying. Keep rejoicing. Be consistent. Don't give up. Keep your focus on the Lord. Don't allow anything to eclipse that focus. And keep walking toward Jesus. Keep walking toward God. Your question may be, when will this pass? When will the morning dawn? Why this pain, this sorrow, this grief? No, you can question that all you want. But I doubt if you get any answers... All these years, I haven't gotten any. I doubt that you've gotten any. You've just got to stand where you are in faith on the solid rock Christ Jesus, on the word of God that never changes or passes away.
Just stand on that word. You see, Mary was praising the Lord. She had no idea. She didn't know that Gabriel, who came to her, was going to go to Joseph and convince him. She knew she couldn't convince him. She didn't know that one evening, in just a few months, the sky was going to glow with a host of angels singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. She didn't know that wise men and shepherds were going to come with gifts and kneel and worship. She didn't know. Friends, let me tell you something. You don't have to know everything to be a believer. You don't have to know everything. That's where faith comes in. She didn't know that this baby within her was going to grow up to be the Christ of God, would heal the sick, would feed the hungry, would forgive sins, go to the cross and bear her sins and the sins of the world. She didn't know the third day he was going to rise from the dead. All she knew was that God had spoken and she had the word of God. That's all she had. She knew nothing else. Listen, anybody can sing when the heavens light up and angels sing. Anybody can sing when wise men and shepherds kneel. Anybody can sing when all your friends have been convinced that you're right. Anybody can sing then. But she sang in her trial, in the darkness of her soul. That's where to start, Fred. If you want to see the light come, the persuasion come, the glory of God come, then begin to praise God in the darkness because God gives songs in the night. <laughs> Friends, you don't have to know. You don't have to see. All you have to do is hear, read, and believe. Amen. That's all. And God will do the rest. He'll come through. Would you look at the screen and read the conclusion with me, please? In unison, God has remembered us in our lost state and sin. In mercy and grace, he sent his son and chose to forgive us and bring us into his great salvation. With spirit and soul, let us praise him now and forever. That last line again, read it. With spirit and soul, let us praise him now and forever. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Would you bow your head with me, please? Dear Father God, thank you for this holy season of the year where we're reminded again of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the purpose of his coming, to love us, to forgive us, to heal us, to bring us out of darkness into light, to take the shadow away, and to let the light of the glory of God shine upon us and in us. God bless your people today. Whoever is going through that hard time, that valley, Lord, Lift up the valley. Bring down the mountain. Make the crooked way straight. God, this is what you're going to do. When we give it to you, we just stand. That's all. Thank you, Father God. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. 
But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I enjoy bringing the healing Word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to The Healing Word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.